0: You are listening to the James Carpenter Podcast Show, episode number twenty-three. Welcome back, everyone. It's good to be here. I have been busy, busy, busy. I'm writing a book, uh, soon to be published. Uh, right now, it's going through the copywriting process, getting it edited and tweaked, making sure that every T is crossed and I is dotted. Uh, And the title of the book is called How to Escape the Calorie Trap, so that you can live at your natural weight easily and naturally. So excited to have that out. I'm going to be updating more information on my website, jamescarpentercoaching.com. So if you want to check that out, go there. And today, I actually have a very special treat for you. I'm interviewing my daughter and getting her take and experience with the basically the last three weeks that we've been at this uh, no flour, no sugar structure, this whole food schema of uh, kind of flipping our food eating habits. Uh, on its head. And so it's been interesting. And just to give you some background, it's no flour, no sugar. And it's so funny, people's reactions to this when we tell them about it. Um, Like they'll oftentimes ask, like, the different things that we can eat, like, can you eat almond flour? Uh, Like when you say no flour, like, is it what about gluten free or coconut flour? And, you know, the answer is, we don't eat any of that. Like, No flour means no flour. And, you know, the same goes for the sugary foods, um, like the beverages, like such as the soda, the juices, the um, like the white sugar, brown sugar, honey, agave. The other one is uh, like stevia, you know, things like that. And I go through all of this in my upcoming book. So obviously stay tuned for more updates there if you want to learn more. And then it's one of those things where We live in a society that adds sugar into everything. And so, yes, it can be challenging to find foods without those additives or with it it not being processed, like in nature. And again, processed in the sense that the original food, like the composition of it, it has been changed. And so when we consume these processed foods, they're actually impacting how our is able to digest them. Like it's impacting our hormones to the sense that, you know, the hunger signals that we feel, uh, they're amplifying like these processed foods, the um, added sugars, they're actually amplifying cravings and urges. So when it comes to weight loss, we're then told to use or, or that it's about this calorie deficiency game, right? To lose weight when really it's not. And so like what we've been doing is like Tara and I is we've been eating, for example, like fats and proteins, you know, like meats, um, lots of oils, things like that, you know, the vegetables with grains, like rice, quinoa, oatmeal, for example. And so foods in their whole form. And we love fruit. You know, we can't get enough of the oranges, the bananas, the apples, blueberries. I mean, it's basically eating whole foods without placing restrictions on the quantity of like, like for example, carbs uh, you consume because we need all of those foods to help with the digestion and with uh, just good gut health, like just overall good health. Like that's what those foods provide us. Now, Tara has been doing this for about the last, I want to say year now. And I started shortly after, I probably say a few months after she did. But really, we didn't have our kids start this. And we have three kids, ages nine, five, and two. And so, Ava Kate, my nine year old, that's the interview I'm going to share with you today. And so, beforehand, you know, before we started this three weeks ago, we were feeding them, you know, all of the foods I just described to you that we're not doing, like the noodles, the pancakes, the breads you know, with the syrups and the tell spreads and the jellies. And the reason why we went through this shift, uh, it wasn't up until recently that we had a medical diagnosis that prompted Tara and I to change the food that we were giving our kids. You know, and for the record, like we are taking medical advice and we trust in the Western medicine practices, but we felt like it was, time to focus on the food selection as well like we believe that there's power in food to assist with behavior and overall wellness so like my wife and i were talking about this so we just got back from a road trip doing some family and for the father's day weekend so happy father's day belated but nonetheless happy father's day to uh, you fathers out there and it was one of those things where we were talking and uh, my wife and I just kind of were like, you know, it's, it's interesting seeing the transition that we're noticing in our kids. Like that first week was <laughs> pretty hell- hellish, uh, if you will, trying to get them to eat what we were putting in front of them. But it seems to have gotten easier, especially like when we would go out to eat, like they just kind of have gotten into this rhythm, like this routine where it's like, yeah, okay, well, I know I can't have this, this and this, but um, we decided to do a podcast on it to share with you, not only you know, talk to you about our insights, but you're going to hear it from, from a kid. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy. So Ava Kate, welcome to the show. How are you feeling?
1: Um, I'm feeling good.
0: Yeah? Yeah. So I'm going to go through some questions and ask you your experience with how we've been trying to cut out the flour and the sugar, and people listening in will get a kid's perspective, your perspective at what it's been like because we've been doing this now for the last two and a half weeks, three weeks. Okay. Yeah,
1: three.
0: Three, three. weeks. Yeah.
1: We'll say three weeks.
0: All right. So, first question: What have you noticed anything different with how you feel and your body with not eating flour and sugar?
1: Um, I've been. I've noticed that I'm not as hungry as I used to be because. When I used to have flour and sugar, every single day um, I would be super duper hungry. Like I'd be like eating and eating and eating, but now since I don't eat flour and sugar that much anymore, I'm like, I'm not as hungry anymore as I used to be when I ate flour and sugar.
0: Do you think it's gotten easier?
1: Yes, I do, because as first as we started it, it was really hard. Cause like, you were like, oh, I want to eat flour and sugar so bad! And now it's like, it's okay, I don't want to eat it. Cause I'm used to not having flour and sugar anymore. Like it's easier to um, not eat flour and sugar since we've been doing this for about like three weeks
0: now. Yeah, but that first week, it was rough.
1: Mm-hmm. I ate flour and sugar all week long. <laughs>
0: Right, because it was one of those things where we would put a meal in front of you when we first started this. Yes. And do you remember what you and your brother would do?
1: Ew! this is gross! (laughs) I don't want to eat this! What about spaghetti and meatballs? What about like, um, what's another? Um. What about pancakes and waffles?
0: Yeah. What's been the hardest part of not eating flour and sugar?
1: I've been trying to resist eating flour and sugar since we go to this daycare. And they provide so many good things like graham crackers, popsicles, um, a lot of stuff that is flour and sugar. And I have to resist all of the good stuff. And it's super hard to resist eating flour and sugar. Since you're going to see other kids do it, it's just super hard to resist it and not eat it.
0: Yeah, but why don't you give us uh, some insight because we do allow our family, like we do allow you to have one cheat day, right? Yes, And so, like in
1: the weeks where I have to resist the flour and sugar.
0: Yeah, do you think that that's a good thing or bad thing that we're having you resist the no flour, the no sugar.
1: I think it's kind of a good thing because then we won't be um, as hungry, and plus, oh, um, well, this is a hard question. It's okay. Um, I think it's good that we're trying to resist it because um, if we kept on eating flour and sugar, our body. Would they wouldn't know how to use it? Like they, it would just keep on storing up like um the flour and sugars. Imagine this: like you, all the like it's like putting stuff under your bed, and when it's all the flour and sugars under your bed, and there's no more room, put it in your closet, and then in your whole room, and then it keeps on going and going and going. Till like your whole house is filled up with flour and sugar, but when you don't eat flour and sugar, um it isn't as full, like your bed only has like just a little specks of it, like little tiny like dust bunnies of it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. that's a really good analogy, and you just came up with that on the spot, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: even the dust bunnies.
0: So do you think it's weird being at daycare and you don't eat some of the same snacks as the other kids?
1: Yes, I think it's really weird.
0: Why? <clears throat> Talk to it's, me about that.
1: It's because like I'm the, me and my brother and sister are like the only kids in the whole entire school who do not eat flour or sugar. <clears throat> and it's so weird because we have to like have these other snacks like um one day they had like pretzels and um like pretzels and like other fun sugar I forgot but and we had to have like pepperoni and um cheese stick. Oh yeah. They had yogurt and graham crackers yesterday. And we had a pepperoni and a cheese stick.
0: So you still were able to eat a snack, it was just different.
1: Yes, it's I just, it's it's really weird just having a different snack than all the other kids in the whole entire school. I bet there's like 50, 20.
0: Okay. I bet yeah, you like have quite 20. a few kids.
1: Yeah, 20.
0: So talk to me about what your favorite meal is or has been that doesn't have the flour and the sugar.
1: Um, I think it might be the blueberry oatmeal without any flour and sugar from the Oshie Glow's cookbook
0: yeah so we found this recipe from Oshie Glow's cookbook so what are the ingredients because you're able to make that by yourself so what are the ingredients that we add to that
1: so it's oats, bananas um, almond butter coconut oil, coconut milk but we use um,
0: we sometimes substitute with heavy cream. Yeah,
1: heavy, a heavy cream, and it, it's just you can do coconut milk or heavy cream, same thing. <clears throat> Doesn't taste any different. Either. And then there's also
0: uh toppings, the frozen blueberries. Yeah, like
1: the frozen blueberries. <clears throat> that is an op option. Option. Yeah, option if you want to put blueberries or not.
0: Okay, so last question. Have you noticed if food tastes any different since you've been doing this?
1: Yeah, actually, it tastes way better than I thought it would be. Because, like, um, eating steak, I used to hate, like, meats, and I did not like the taste. But now I, like, love the taste. And now I'm starting to find out that I don't like, like, fl- lots of flour and sugar things. Like, I don't like um sugar cookies and, like, sugar frosting and, like... There's a lot of things that I just don't like a flour and sugar. Does it that, do
0: something to you like when you eat a sugar cookie? Like does it make you feel sick or anything or it just doesn't taste good?
1: It makes me feel like like barfing and it makes me feel sick and I just... It makes this yucky feeling and I just hate it and... Ugh.
0: Whereas beforehand you loved them,
1: yes, I loved them so much. But now, as I've been not eating flour and sugar, I've been realizing that I just liked it because um, I've been having so much flour and sugar. And since I've been eating vegetables, fruits, grains, dairies, um I've been actually not liking lots of flour and sugars that I didn't know that I didn't like.
0: Has it gotten any easier? Yeah. How? I thought about
1: it because it's easier. Because, like I said in the first week, we were just like, sugar, flour, why can't we have pancakes, waffles, syrup, whipped cream in your mouth? and But now, since it's like the third week and we've been going on with it, it's like being easier, not like complaining as much and like saying, I don't find sugar. It's been easier to like eat the food that you give us. Like, um, at first we were like, ew, I don't want steak, I don't want mashed potatoes, I don't want bacon, ew, but now I'm like, mmm, bacon's good, mmm, mashed potatoes, mmm, steak, meat, dairy, yum, except milk.
0: Yeah. So, how have you been feeling overall?
1: I've been feeling actually good, healthier. I don't know what that actually should feel like, but I've been feeling like healthy or not as like um hungry.
0: Yeah, that's a big part of it, huh?
1: Yeah, like once you have flour and sugar, you're like e e e e e eat, because you're so addicted to it. Like, you're like, ooh, I have a pancake. Ooh, I need like 50,000 more pancakes and syrup and waffles and crackers and noodles. And now if you don't have it, you're like, I'm not as hungry. You only have, like, you can stay till breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Stay through it and through the whole entire night.
0: So talk to me about, like, if if other kids wanted to do this, how would you tell them about it and why they should do it?
1: I would tell them about it, like, um, like... They should do it because it's healthier for you and uh, flour and sugar isn't good for your body. Because, um, like I said, it it can go overflow your whole entire house because like, you are so addicted to flour and sugar. And if you eat your vegetables, fruits, and like have cheat days like us on Fridays or like other days, as long as you want, um, it's actually been getting easier and there's only like a few little specks under your bed of flour and sugar. It's not overflowing your whole entire house. The thing that is overflowing your whole entire house is all the goodness, like all the vegetables, the dairy, the fiber, the grains, all that good stuff.
0: Okay, so what would you say if somebody wants to start this, How? what would you tell them is the first thing that they need to do?
1: They need to like maybe, Eat, like, good meals, like, they might want to, like, first you would start out with, like, a good meal, like, something without flour sugar, like, the blueberry oatmeal that I was talking about. Um, steak, some rice, and other good foods like that. And, like, some salad without the croutons.
0: Okay, Ava, Kate, thanks so much for being with me today. Do you want to say bye to everyone? Bye! Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And there you have it. That was such a fun interview. She brought up several good points for why it can be or feel challenging to live this way, meaning the uh, living with the no flour, the no sugar. And some of the key takeaways that I had insights into from our discussion, you know, some of the things that I haven't even addressed yet, but that I talk about in my upcoming book Things such as her feedback and her perception of her surroundings in a social setting, right? Um, The fact that, you know, what's made available in terms of the food selection, even at a young age. Now, we love the daycare of of our kids and they love it. Like, so don't get the impression that I'm in any way bashing or speaking ill of them. Uh, I can't say enough good things about them. Also the daycare has made recent changes to include healthy snacks in their you know in the snacks that they give out to the kids you know such as the apples and the peanut butter uh the pepperoni and the cheese that Ava Kate talked about and also one of the employees there uh, went through my program and she's lost 30 pounds so it's been amazing uh they're also really good at saving treats for our kids until Friday cuz they know like Friday is their cheat day, so to speak. Like if the other kids get candy on Wednesday, the workers will save treats for our kids and give it to them on their Friday cheat day. So bottom line, they're awesome. And I just want to say like, you have the power to make changes with your eating, but this is something we all face daily, um, that the advertised food selection around us and the go with the crowd mentality. So that's, First of all. And then, secondly, how huge it is of a topic that kids from a very young age are being influenced by their surroundings and the psychological social cues of not wanting to be perceived by others as weird or like an outsider, right? Like you're not a part of the group. Or basically, this is boiling it down to the social shame involved with eating. And I'm really happy that she brought up this, this point. And then real quick, I need to make a clarification that the oatmeal that Ava Kate described is actually not from Oh, She Glows. It actually came from Deliciously Ella. So I want to make sure I give proper credit. So I appreciate you listening in. Uh, leave a review if you'd be so kind. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback on the subject. So until next time, take care, my friends. Bye-bye.